you could call it the irony of humility or the irony about humility. The irony of humility is this. The more you consider yourself to be humble, the less humble you actually are. The more you think you have mastered the virtue of humility in your life, the less humility you actually have in your heart. Thinking that you're humble, my brothers and sisters, is really a manifestation of pride, which of course is one of the seven deadly sins. You might say the person who thinks he's humble is merely proud of his humility, although he misunderstands what humility actually is. Jesus makes the importance of humility crystal clear in the Gospel text we just heard from Luke 14, as does Sirach in our first reading when he says, My child, conduct your affairs with humility, and you will be loved more than a giver of gifts. Humble yourself the more, the greater you are, and you will find favor with God. Now, contrary to popular belief, the genuinely humble person does not think less of himself than he should. That's a common misunderstanding. Thinking, thinking less of yourself than you should is called having a poor self-image, and that's not what the Lord wants for us. Quite oppositely, the genuinely humble person does think of himself as he should, because he knows and accepts the full truth about himself. The genuinely humble person knows, for example, that he's created in the image and likeness of God, and as such has a dignity far beyond anything else in the material universe. He also understands that God loves him, just as he is, but too much to let him stay that way, as Scott Hahn would put it. The genuinely humble person knows he's been given gifts, that he's been blessed in special and unique ways by God, and that everything that's truly good in his life and heart comes ultimately from the Lord. So he gives God, and not himself, the glory for all of it. And at the very same time, the genuinely humble person sees himself as a wretched sinner, a sinner who needs reconciliation with God each and every day. He knows he can't save himself by his own good deeds. He knows he can't earn God's forgiveness by his own power. So every day he makes the tax collector's prayer his own. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Thus, the truly humble person would never make the mistake of taking the place of prominence at the banquet table that Jesus talks about in this Gospel text. He would know better. I came across a great quote of Mother Teresa not long ago. Mother Teresa once said, If you are humble, nothing will touch you, neither praise nor disgrace, because you know what you are. If you are blamed, you will not be discouraged. If they call you a saint, you will not put yourself on a pedestal. Whenever I read a quote like that, I realize how far I have to go to achieve genuine humility in my own life. But that's to be expected, because growing in humility is really a lifelong process, a process that will only stop when we go before the Lord at the end of our lives and see ourselves in God's perfect light. Then, and only then, will we see his greatness and our weakness, our frailty, with perfect clarity. Now, if ever in the future you're tempted to think otherwise, 
If ever in the future you're tempted to think that you no longer, no longer need to be part of this process, that you no longer need to grow in the virtue of humility in your life, if that happens to you, my suggestion is get yourself a copy of the Litany of Humility and read it. Read it slowly, read it carefully, think about what you're saying. That should help to cure you of your pride really quickly. Without a doubt, the Litany of Humility is one of the most difficult and challenging prayers that's ever been written. In all honesty, because of my own pride, I have a hard time praying it from my heart. I can say it with my mouth, but with my heart, it's a little more difficult. Interestingly enough, the Litany of Humility was written by Cardinal Mary Delval in the early 20th century. Cardinal Delval was the Vatican Secretary of State under Pope St. Pius X. I'll conclude my homily today by reading the prayer to you. Some of you know it, I'm sure. If you do know it, I'd respectfully ask you not to pray it out loud along with me today. Just listen. Listen carefully to these words. O oh, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. If you can say that prayer and truly mean it, it's a sign you're on the right road in your life. And that's great. Praise God for his grace at work within you. But then don't make the mistake, the catastrophic mistake, of thinking you've reached the goal of becoming a genuinely humble person. Because as I said at the beginning of my homily, the minute, the very second, you think you're humble, you're not. That's the irony of humility. 
source of the truth. 